When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Zach Bailey is back. Zach, how's that? I'm st- am I still on the moon, Jen? Yeah, you're no, no, us. you're back. You're with us. You're back on Earth. Fantastic. Sorry, I'm... I'm travelling into the office at the moment. You've given me some time to think about this uh, PDA question. Yeah. I think it all comes down to the audience. Okay. If you're over on a secluded Greek island and you're on your own, play on, do what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're down, you know, if I'm down my local DY or whatever, I don't think I'm going anywhere near hand-holding and hugging Mm. and all that kind of jazz. Not even a hand-hold. Well, maybe maybe a... Here's a story, and I don't know if I should be saying it or not, but in a previous relationship, I was travelling overseas, and I thought I was in the clear, and I was uh, holding hands with my former partner, and uh, a couple of rugby league players came hooning around the corner on electric scooters, and I threw her hand away quicker than uh, you can imagine. I can't imagine why. That's a great story. I've heard some of those stories. (laughs) I've heard not your story, but some people that way. You walk in, you're having the time of your life, and you go, oop. I'm so so guilty of it. And, uh, yeah, I was literally, I was overseas, and I thought I was in the clear, boys, and, uh, yep. I dare say I was in the bad books after that. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I can't imagine why it didn't work out for you. Because um, <laughs> then how do you go back to the reclasp? You're like, oh, oh this yeah. is going to be awkward. How do I get the hand back after Ugh. the people go past? Like, I, oh, Zach, God. why why was there an all of a sudden departure from the intimacy that was taking place? Was it because you'd, oh, look at him, he's holding hands with a girl? Or was it something that was maybe what hadn't been said in the relationship? <laughs> it's moving right along. No. no, no, it was all good. I just... Uh, I was so shocked by seeing these footy players on scooters and I didn't want to be ridiculed when I turned up at the next media op saying, oh, I love a boy or whatever. So I pussied out. Oh, man. You live and you learn. I I would have just fought through it. But anyway, Zach, we we all have our own ways of it. I'm not as dumb as you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Adam fought through it in his 18 years happily married. Well, and see what happens if you had to say to let the hand go at that one point. Yep. Things could have been different. Things could have been different. Yeah. But they aren't, and they happily are, yeah. so. Uh, Zach, <laughs> footy, um, let's get back on track, shall we? Uh, what'd you make of up close? You were there last night, MC extraordinaire uh, there. What'd you make of Penrith and Para? It was a pretty epic battle, especially the first 40 minutes. I thought Paramount started really well. A couple of forced dropouts. Mitch Moses looked like he was in really, really good form. And uh, I guess the tables or the, the tide really turned towards the back end of the first half and in, in the second half. Like, Mitch Moses going off uh, at 13-8 down, a huge turning point. But Penrith looked like they had the momentum just before that. And it was all on the back of Nathan Cleary and his return. And I'll tell you what, I asked him after the game how many of those spiral bombs he'd been putting up over the past five weeks. And he said, well, I lost count because the thing is, he said, normally he saves himself 
for the weekend, but he didn't have to save himself, you know, and, and you know, try to save the hamstrings and the body or whatever. So he was just putting them up for fun for his wingers of training. So um, Paul Wunger Blake, I think Nathan Cleary will be living in his head for a while. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. And the problem for Paul Wunger is that the next team, they see it as well. <laughs> I hope Wonga doesn't see a, a, an asteroid through the week going through the sky because he's like, oh no, I'm going to have to catch this, am I? So yeah, he's um, yeah. Anyway, they'll they'll sort it out hopefully for for next time. Um, a paragon, in your opinion, what was the body language like at full time for from them? No, no, a lot of the, I tell you what, a lot of the players didn't want to talk to me when I was waiting at the back of the shed to, to see how they were feeling. Um, I think a lot of their chances now hinges on Mitch Moses. So it's a, it'll be a seven-day turnaround. So he was obviously, I think, a Category 1 HIA last night after uh, being on the wrong end of a Billy Army kick-out run. Uh, he looked okay when he left the sheds. Uh, Brad Arthur last night said, you know, he remembers everything um, and he's doing okay. But a uh, seven-day turnaround, um, look, hopefully he does play. If not, Jake Arthur, who's only played a handful of first-grade games, will play alongside Dylan Brown, who was relatively quiet on the back foot last night. So a lot will hinge on him. Uh, the one thing I will say is Penrith Mills, the, the likes of Junior Balor and Regan Campbell-Gillard, they don't get dominated and beaten a couple of weeks in a row. Um, so I wouldn't rule, uh, rule power out just yet. Um, but again, they'll, they'll play the winner of uh, the Storm Raiders game, and both of their packs are pretty you know, solid as well. So um, a big test, though. And the whole thing for Para, they haven't—they've got the longest drought in terms of prelim final appearances than any other team in the comp. So even like the West Tigers, the Warriors, the Titans, all these teams have been in a prelim final more recently than the Eels. Despite the Eels' success, they've had like three top four finishes in five years. It's remarkable. Let's talk about the game. The the Eels will play the winner of this: the Storm and the Canberra Raiders, five forty at Amy Park. Uh, the Raiders have won their last four matches there, and they come in in really good form. Yeah, it's a real surprise packet with this. I mean, probably six weeks ago, we all said Melbourne were done, and then you know, even earlier than that in the season, we all probably thought the Raiders were done. So to have this match up, uh, the Ricky Stewart against Craig Bellamy battle, uh, it's a great grudge match. I, I give the Raiders a hell of a chance. Uh, to cause an upset here. The only thing I will say is the inclusion and the return of Jerome Hughes is absolutely massive um, for Melbourne. Um, and I know Cameron Munster has been playing fairly decent footy when he's been at fullback in the last couple of weeks. But if the Raiders, I mean, if he stays there this week uh, or today, this, this afternoon, then the Raiders, if they can expose him because he's not a regular fullback, uh, then they might be in with a good chance. So, yeah, like I said, I... I wouldn't be surprised if there's an upset this afternoon. 7.50 at Shark Park tonight. The Sharks take on the Cowboys. This is going to be a big one. Uh, the, the winner of this puts himself in a really good position going forward through the finals. Prime position. Yeah, yeah. it's great that it's a dry track. Two of the best attacking teams in the comp. We've got Chad Townsend up against his old team, back at his old hunting ground, up against the new prince of Cronulla and the, the Shire and Nico Hines. Uh, I think the Sharks will be too good at home. They've got a great record at home. I think they've won their last eight over the Cowboys. The Cowboys don't seem to travel as well. This is a big game for them. Not even half of their team um, have played finals footy, given they haven't been there for the last four years. So I think the Sharks will be too good at home. Um, but a cracking contest. And, and, you know, well done to Todd Payton and Clay Fitzgibbon in their maiden NRL coaching seasons to finish second and third. It should be another epic battle. What about tomorrow? Um, mm. So... Yeah. Mr. Mr. Kick Catch over here for the Roosters. Uh, he's got his strident opinion. 
What about yourself, Zach? These two going at at each other again, same venue, round two. Well, I don't think um, South will be as poor as they were last week. I think Cameron Murray, if he's fully fit and plays out the whole match, he's a massive in um, for them. But on the flip side, for the Roosters, you know, no Lindsay Collins, uh, no Joey Manu, who can just turn a game on its head, is a big out. I, I think the Roosters, Nick, I think they'll get the job done just. Um, but I think it'll be an. I think this will be an absolute classic. Like Latrell Mitchell, like with the season on the line, he's been a little bit quiet in recent weeks. Ever since he basically said to the rest of the competition after their 28 0 win over the Eels, he said to the rest of the comp, "Look over your shoulders. We're coming. South Sydney's coming." Um, well, they need to come in a big way tomorrow if there are any chance of beating the Roosters, who are arguably the informed team of the comp that won 10 straight going into this. Um, I think the Roosters will be uh, just just too good in a really, really tight match at the new stadium. What was the feedback like? Punters around from last Friday night with the stadium, were they happy? Was uh, everyone, I'll tell you what was everyone was happy with, the uh, the happy hour that lasted for two hours that were half-priced beers. That uh, <laughs> Everyone's saying it was a loud stadium. I absolutely know why, because they had half-priced frothies. <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't, I wasn't there. I'd had a few frothies at a golf day uh, last oh. Friday, and I was, watch, I was oh. watching Hang it. Hang on, anyway. let oh. me just check the missed calls from Zach. Yeah, no, yeah, sorry, I no, ch- missed there. Yeah, okay. No have, you, have you got our numbers, Zach? Uh, no, so, sorry, Jen. So, Adam, I don't know. You just, yeah, you brushed me. No, that's right. I um, I was well and truly lubricated by kickoff last week. But um, from all reports, it was, a, it was a great atmosphere. and It's a great new stadium. And, and you're right. Everyone enjoyed the half-price beers. But as soon as they went to full price, that's all I've heard this week is the beers are overpriced. So um, that's always going to be, you know, chips, hot uh, Hot dogs, pies, they're always overpriced in the footy these days, sadly. But in terms of the footy and the atmosphere, right, everyone says it's a great new venue and, and what a way to kick off the Roosters' um, Rabbitohs finals and, you know, with a match between these two uh, arch rivals. Yeah, the stadium is good. I was there for the Matildas match through the week and the, the noise stays in. It reminds me of Amy Park down in Melbourne. Yep. Like, it, it just, the noise gets trapped and I can't imagine what it's going to be like there tomorrow if we get a close finish, especially. Um, Zach, elsewhere, uh, that garbage through the week with Manly, you surprised? Uh, not really. Um, I mean, they're, they're in, like, a lot of people have asked me this week, you know, who's in a bigger hole heading to next year? I don't know. I, I feel like Manly are almost in a bigger hole than the West Tigers. And I, I know that's probably a big call because, um, you know, the West Tigers are down the bottom and, you know, Tim Sheen, he's got a lot on his plate coming in and Benji Marshall, a lot of pressure on them and they probably don't have anywhere near as good a roster as Manly, with, you know, Tom Trebojevic and, the, and DCE and the like. But just the divide off field, like, if that continues into next year, if there's still a split with the players um, over, you know, the Pride jersey gate, it, it could be a long, long pre-season. So Desi's got a massive job to try and reunite the club, um, both on field, but also fight the battles in the boardroom off field. So I know you're a passionate Manly fan, Adam. Hopefully it's all sorted in the next couple of weeks or so, but um, I I, I don't see it getting much better quickly. Uh, Every day, as you know, you know, one day, you know, Turbo and Tom, Turbo and DC aren't talking. Then he did a story with Danny Widler and they're they're sweet. Then the next day they're breaking bread at Oceans with Jake because, you know, Jake wants to be captain. I mean, Every day there was an update on the, on Manly. So the best thing for them is that they can all go away on holidays. They come back refreshed. 
and hopefully it's all sorted by November three or four when they're back in training. Don't hold your breath. Anyway, um, Zach yeah. Bailey, thank you for that, mate. Have a good day at work. What's on uh, What's on the radar today for for Channel Nine? I got a. Uh, I was out there doing yeah interviews from nine last night. So I spoke to the likes of Brian Toll, Nathan Cleary, Dylan Brown. So a yarn on tonight's news, and then straight down to Shark Park for the uh, Sharks Cowboys. So a busy weekend, but absolutely loving this time of the year. Thanks for your time this morning, mate. And uh, yeah, we'll speak soon. And I'll uh, call you for some relationship advice moving forward. And oh, when yeah. I shouldn't, shouldn't hold hands, Adam. Yeah, yeah. If, if you want, if you want, I'd rather you call me for a golf day. But anyway, um, <laughs> we'll. <laughs> We'll cross that breach. Thanks, Zach. See you, Dan. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.